Hey everybody, Yislike here. Thanks for tuning in today. Before we start the episode, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by A Thousand Dreams, a developing adult liberal arts curriculum that celebrates transgression in most of its forms. Currently, the curriculum is comprised of a daily blog, four weekly podcasts, weekly multimedia lectures, a book vlog, lots of extra content on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest, and a Patreon that includes exclusive content and early access to much of our regular content. You can access all of our content, including a link to our Patreon, from our central hub at a thousanddreams.org. Please send comments and questions about the curriculum to a thousanddreams.org at gmail.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. everyone. Welcome to Meet the Rockadopolis. We are Yislike and Lance Rockadopolis. And today we're going to talk about domestic discipline, but we are doing this remotely. So Lance is where he lives and I am where I live. And this is a brand new thing that we are trying for the first time. Okay. First off, I'm going to provide some different definitions of domestic discipline. And I think it's important to just in general, provide multiple definitions of any kind of kinky practice or idea or ideology because of how so many people in the kink community really seem to want to take it upon themselves to try to become thought leaders around kinky sex and relationships and just, you know, kink in general. And if one has any respect and understanding for how knowledge of all kinds is perpetually created, assessed, recreated, really over long periods of time, then you kind of have to take this shit with a grain of salt. And by this shit, I mean all knowledge, really, because so much of what's passing for knowledge out there in all areas of human culture is in my personal opinion, largely a power trip and an ego trip. And it's always been that way and probably always will be that way. And God knows I love my power trips and my ego trips, especially when it comes to ideas. But that is why we try to stay away from giving advice, for example, on this podcast, because 90% of the time advice is going to be connected to some kind of power trip. And intellectual domination is not actually what this podcast is about, at least not when it comes to kinky play. So domestic discipline. So from Wikipedia, we have domestic discipline most commonly refers to the practice of fully consensual corporal discipline between two competent adult partners in a relationship. The Urban Dictionary says domestic discipline is a male-led or female-led relationship where the head of household is in charge of the taken-in-hand partner. There are rules and consequences for the taken-in-hand or TIH, 
and punishments for breaking rules ranging from spanking, corner time, and lines. Like, I'm assuming that's like what we used to call standards, writing the same sentence over and over again. This differs from a BDSM relationship as the punishments are non-sexual, end quote. Here's my least favorite definition. Um, it's from the badgirlsbible.com. Quote, a domestic discipline relationship, also known as DD, is one in which the man slash husband has more authority over his wife slash submissive. He creates rules for her to abide by and can administer punishment if she fails to adhere to those rules in an attempt to maintain a healthy relationship and functioning household and protect the family. Typically, but not always, the punishment comes in the form of spanking and flagellation is a common element in DD households. End quote. So, yeah. Okay. My favorite source for the definition, though, is from a blogger named Anastasia Vitsky, and she refers to herself as Mistress of the Wooden Spoon. And she actually provides several definitions. The first one is a committed relationship in which one person guides, supports, and gives correction to another. The second one from the mistress of the wooden spoon is a committed relationship in which one, quote, mentorship with extra motivation. The third one is an old fashioned relationship in which one person takes charge and protects the other. And the last one is a spanky life coach. All right. So you can see there's a wide variety of thoughts and ideas about what domestic discipline is. So now Lance is going to talk about domestic discipline historically and also non-kinky domestic discipline today. Sure. Throughout history, experts prescribe some form of corporal or physical discipline for either religious purposes, marital harmony, rearing pious children, education. Domestic discipline is most often seen in the context of male husbands disciplining their female wives, just like in that bad girl's definition. Let me read a quote about the English common law. By the common law of England, a husband has the right to whip his wife with a rod not larger than his thumb, to shut her up in a room and administer whatever moderate chastisement he may deem necessary to ensure obedience to his wishes and for her healthful moral development. And so that basically is the origin of, of that saying, rule of thumb. Even as early as 1800 BC in the Code of Hammurabi, it decreed that a wife must be submissive to her husband and a man can punish any member of his household for any disobedience. Tertullian, whose dates are 160 to 225 AD, he was a prolific early Christian author from Carthage, and he commented extensively upon lower and upper disciplines, the upper discipline being striking the back and shoulders and the lower discipline hitting the buttocks and hips and thighs. During this time in early to mid-Christianity, religion and medical authority intersected. Few people questioned the value of corporal discipline. More important questions at the time were how hard and how long 
the discipline should be applied. Frequently, evil spirits were whipped out of people, as were unchaste thoughts or, quote, women's wanton wiles. I wonder how effective that was. Medieval canon law allowed a wife to be punished publicly, sometimes with iron muzzles or scold bridles with spikes which depressed the tongue. Even Shakespeare joked about lowered disciplines and spanking in Hamlet. If you want to check it out, check out Act 1, Scene 3 in Hamlet. In Renaissance France, they limited the discipline of wives and children to physical abuse that did not result in death, but added, quote, the man who is not master of his wife is not worthy of being a man. One historical account by Cooper appears around mid-1800s to 1900s in the UK. He describes a newlywed wife who grew tired of her submissive and attentive husband and requested to be beaten with a rod. The husband, believing her to be ill, called a doctor. The doctor listened to her desire and then prescribed the birch. The wife, after receiving discipline from the hesitant husband, was completely cured of her melancholy and violent longing. The legality of men beating wives began to be challenged starting in the late 1800s with the 19th century suffragette movement. But these legal advances against domestic discipline went back and forth. There were instances such as the 1910 Supreme Court decision that refused to allow a wife to sue her husband in tort for assaulting her because tort's assertive legal posture empowering remedy seemingly subverted the established gender roles. Yes, the suffragettes basically stated the history of mankind is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations on the part of man toward women, having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over her. And that was one of the two books that um, I found that promoted women's rights. The History of Women's Suffrage, uh, written by Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and The Declaration of Sentiments, which was issued from the first Women's Rights Conference in 1848. It's basically likened to the Women's Declaration of Independence. Even though women have made progress, domestic discipline is practiced today, specifically within certain sectors of the Christian community. They still are of the opinion that God's design of patriarchy uh, has been forced into hiding. I found some writing that promotes domestic discipline, one of which is the beginning domestic discipline beginner's packet, where the head of household takes the necessary steps to maintain a healthy relationship by punishing unwanted behaviors. Outsiders might dismiss this as an offshoot of the BDSM community, but it's distinctly different. Even in the 1950s, there were images of women being spanked, specifically Lucy being spanked by her husband, Ricky Ricardo, in I Love Lucy. And there are couples who write about it in their blog and saying how it's a positive lifestyle choice. They state that it can be extremely calming and relaxing, and you get this sense of feeling cared for. They also state that you don't need to endure days of tension and shittiness that can follow an argument 
you can just get it over with right away and whatever transgression can be dealt with in the moment and forgotten about. But others say that some women feel trapped or even frightened by this form of relationship. Critics also point out that it infantilizes the women. The Christian domestic discipline community reject the humanist philosophies of individualism, egalitarianism, and feminism as contrary to the word of God. They believe in biblical gender essentialistic roles with the male as head of household. They also recommend for newlyweds, they recommend mentors where men having another man to encourage him to be courageous enough to confront and discipline his wife, despite her tears and every other, quote, emotional manipulation that she may throw at him. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Two against one. Yeah, but it's more than just the spanking. It also, this form of relationship grants the husband's ability to limit his wife's spending, what friends she could see, or even sending her to her room without dinner for the evening due to her behavior. Mm -hmm. One couple, and actually it, I didn't actually hear from the woman's side of things. It was actually the man speaking for the couple. He said that it felt strange at first, like he was going through the motions but both accepted that the spankings will and need to occur. Now the wife stays within budget that he assigns her and speaks to him in a respectful way. And now she makes herself available sexually whenever he wants. So good for him, I guess. <laughs> the people that practice Christian domestic discipline state that our modern society has robbed men of their God-given birthright and responsibility toward their wives. It's interesting because on the one hand, you know, when I first started learning about Christian domestic discipline, you know, it was appalling. It was, you know, something that seemed like really an atrocity, a, a sexist atrocity. Yeah, that's exactly what critics today state that um, it's based on in misinterpretations of the Bible. They take passages out of context. It, doesn't give life to the relationships. It's controlling and abusive. And yeah, and I sh I don't doubt for a minute that that does happen. D researching this episode, though, I did s see a couple of videos showcasing the male dominant domestic discipline. Interestingly, they didn't say in in any of the videos that I looked at that it was Christian specifically, but it was definitely always male dominant. One thing that I learned is sometimes the women are the ones who are asking for it, right? Who are introducing the idea to right. the husband and that it actually can work out pretty well, yeah, right? Like that, like that example that I gave about that the English couple basically going to their doctor. Yeah. And um, it does remind me a lot of the type of domestic discipline that we do, right? It doesn't like the, what I was looking in the videos and in different people talking about it. It seems it's it seems a lot like what we do, although maybe they they do it a lot more often. And that's just going to be my segue into talking about kinky domestic discipline and and how we practice it. So to start out with, there are a lot of negative opinions about domestic discipline in BDSM relationships 
and a lot of positive opinions about it. The main argument that I see against domestic discipline goes something like this. If the sub sees that the dom enjoys disciplining, or especially if the dom is a sadist, then the sub is going to act out in order to please the dom. And this will inevitably cause relational and emotional chaos. I used to think that this was was certainly true, and I never had any intention of using corporal punishment in any kind of relationship. It just made sense, right? That if giving and receiving pain was a source of pleasure, then it how could it possibly work as punishment or any kind of deterrent? But as I got more experience practicing sadomasochism, I began to get a, a sense of how complex sadomasochism really is for both the sadist and the masochist. Sure, there's brain chemistry involved on both sides, but there's really brain chemistry involved in everything that humans feel and do. And I know that we're far from alone in this. The pleasure associated with sadomasochism is fundamentally relational. Sadists and masochists do both seem to need each other, at least to a large degree, in order to get off on what we're doing, emotionally as well as sexually. It really may not be true of everyone, but it is true of a lot of us. So anyway, as far as I can see, two basic reasons for practicing domestic discipline are one, if it's done right, it can effectively help maintain a happy, orderly, and productive household, right? That's the main point of it. Um, and two, it can deepen the couple's relationship through the intensity of the physical contact, e even if it's not sexual in any way. Do you have any thoughts about any of that, Lance? Yeah, sure. Uh, we discussed domestic discipline early in our relationship, and it seemed to me like and, and I was concerned about this myself, that I would become bratty just to get the physical attention. Right, right. That seems like a common issue or, or a common concern about it. Right. But having been in the relationship and gaining more experience, it definitely does not need to be that way. Yeah. And so, you know, we do have domestic discipline protocols. We do it very rarely. I only actually use it when he does or says something that directly undermines our dynamic itself. So, for example, other conflicts that have to do with miscommunication or resentment or defensiveness do not warrant physical discipline. They need to be discussed and understood and cleared up, but not punished physically. But when something happens that does require corporal punishment uh, what we do is we discuss what happened and we develop a solution to whatever problem caused that infraction before the caning happens. Yeah, um, and that's our typical form of punishment, the caning. And whenever that does happen, I just like to say that I do feel very disappointed in myself primarily. And it, and I, I do feel bad whenever you need to take out that cane not because I dislike it, the pain so much, which I do. <laughs> it's kind of contrary to think a masochist doesn't like pain, but there are some forms that just don't agree with me, put it that way. 
And it's a very specific cane that we try to reserve for that, that one purpose. And it's a nasty one. It's ceremonial, definitely. Yeah. And I'm not angry when the caning happens, right? So all of the anger is gone. I'm a little sad. You're a little sad, right? But we've already discussed it. We already understood what caused it. We've already come up with a solution. So the caning really is ceremonial, but it also really seems to have a very powerful psychological effect. And here's the controversial part that really points to the complexity in our relationship and in our feelings and in our love for each other and in how we practice sadomasochism, because it's sexy. We both get very turned on by it, really starting with the pre-discipline discussion. Why? It's a good question, but it's one of the most arousing things, for me anyway, that we do. And is that still true of you, Lance? Because we both yes, are certainly. sitting there. Yeah. But but I'd like to ask you, why do you think that you find it sexy? Is it that I'm acknowledging your power and you are in control of the relationship? And so the reason why I find it sexy is because it's such a strong reinforcement of our dynamic. The corporal punishment protocol only begins if I feel like you've done something that is compromising the dynamic. And so when we start that process, it's starting a reinforcement of our dynamic, right? Yeah, in, a, in a repair to, to a certain extent. A repair and even an advancement of it, right? An enhancement. There's a very strong feeling of love and intimacy during that discussion, at least on my side. One thing that we actually find complicated and interesting and enriching is that there is, in fact, a connection between punishment and punishment, right? Punishment being sadomasochistic play. Mm -hmm. I mean, that connection is there at least for us. When he gets his weekly or biweekly beltings, it's not punishment, but it does, in fact, reinforce his submissiveness. It, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think for Lance, there does seem to be a real brain chemistry thing going on. And that's, and it's tied to sexual arousal, love, and submissive obedience all together, as well as just a general feeling of well being. Is that accurate? Oh, most certainly. Your slave, me, <laughs> does feel extremely calm and relaxed after being disciplined there is that feeling of being cared for right um, which is something that some of those christian wives have has have said as well ex exactly i definitely agree with that sentiment and so for me even though we do it very rarely and only for like a very specific purpose um it is one of the most powerful and beautiful mysteries in our relationship I just feel so much love. Um, it's like right in my heart chakra, as they say, and my, my sex chakra. I think punishment may be largely about an endorphin high or a personal challenge for you, maybe, or personal development or serving my sadistic desires, all of those things, right? Certainly. Is, is what kinky play is about. But domestic discipline is specifically about serving our dynamic which is the core of our relationship and our love for each other. 
if one of us was like, I love you, but I don't want to do power exchange anymore, or even like, I don't want to do total power exchange anymore, that love would would then become friendship love. It would become platonic love. And that's good. I mean, friendship love is good. It's, it's wonderful. But, um, but it would, it it would, well, (laughs) yeah, it's not what we signed up for, you know? And I mean, it would almost be analogous to like someone in a heterosexual relationship saying, I don't want to do heterosexuality anymore, right? (laughs) Right. I still love you. Let's stay together for the kids, but I'm actually not into you you anymore. That, that was really one of my first fears that I expressed to you when we first started our relationship that you would lose your interest in dominating me because I knew that would be the end of our intimacy. Yeah, it definitely would. And, and, uh, we both know that I hope you, you still don't really believe that, that I'm going to lose interest in dominating you. Yeah, no, that fear is gone. Okay, good. But talking about fear, (laughs) I, I spoke earlier about some women feeling trapped or even frightened I would love for us to test that. I mean, being forced, <laughs> being forced into obedience and being strongly encouraged and motivated to make the relationship work through physical discipline. And but isn't the reason why they feel trapped and scared because they they don't really want to do domestic discipline? Like, I mean, it's great if yeah. if both people really want to, but as some psychotic sicko. You know, non-denominational pastor is like, this is what God wants, you know, and, and the woman is like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, that's not going to be fun for her. Yeah, I I just, I guess what I'm saying is that I want to, I want to push our boundaries even further (laughs) as we can. Okay. Right. Okay. So what you're, what you're saying is that, is you're just taking this opportunity to let me know that you're ready to go hardcore, (laughs) more hardcore. <laughs> okay. This is what happens when we can't see each other face to face. The truth comes out. Just and again, we're just talking about ourselves and and our idiosyncratic ways. I know there's of course a near infinite variety of ways to do sex, love and romance and kink, right? And friendship. So here are some concluding remarks. My parents didn't use corporal punishment on me, and neither Lance nor I would ever have considered using corporal punishment on our children. And this topic is really an emotional roller coaster for me in some ways, because I feel so many different ways about it. I'm sickened by the idea of Christian domestic discipline because it's so deeply based in misogynistic theology. But I have to acknowledge. If it is done properly with love and respect, Christian DD could be really valuable to a Christian marriage. Another weird paradox is that domestic discipline isn't supposed to be about sex, and it's extremely sexy, um, at least for us. And that can be emotionally confusing. I also don't think domestic discipline is necessary for the success of any relationship. It probably is not. But on the other hand, it can just be so powerful for creating connection and intimacy. And it's also fascinating and disturbing that there's so much culture and history and science and spirituality connected to all kinds of domestic discipline, 
in both good and bad ways. I had an anthropology professor who talked about how corporal punishment is one of the hottest of the hot topic issues in like intercultural exchange, right up there with food and religion. Smacking your kid can get you arrested in one town and not smacking your kid can get you ostracized in another town. When it's fully consensual between adults, there's just something so deep and mysterious about it. It's somatic in the ancient meaning of, of the word soma as the living and souled body. I think it can be something really deep inside people on both sides of the paddle, so to speak. And if it's truly consensual and loving, it can be very, very healing and connecting. Any last thoughts from you, Lance? No, just to echo your thoughts and just say that completely agree that I've never used corporal punishment on, on my child, but I have been punished by my parent, actually specifically my mother. So, but those instances were so uh, rare that I only can think of one or two instances. So, and people say that people that get into BDSM have been, had discipline used on them when they were children. I'm not, sure of those correlations i really didn't research that but i don't I just suffice it to say that i don't think that there's some kind of correlation there yeah i i didn't experience it as a child either um okay well thank you all for joining us today have a great week <laughs> <laughs>